Cheers, cricket lovers. Welcome to Sporting Chances Wrap of Day 2 of the Boxing Day Test, third test of the series against India. Smaller crowd today at the ground, smaller crowd on the pod. I'm joined by William Stanistreet to wrap up the day's action. So, Will, you went today with your old man, family tradition. I did, I did. We've been, uh, we try and go to at least one of the days over the years. We've managed to probably go about 50-50. Uh, make it every second year, which is uh, always a good time. We drink a few beers. We slowly fall asleep in the sun if it's anything like today's action. Um, but uh, yeah, no, lots of fun. So are you, are you both MCC? Uh, no, neither of us are. Neither of us are. Uh, Where we, we sat? Uh, we were in the MCC. We managed to swindle a couple of guest tickets. <laughs> uh, Dad's a bit of a fancy man. No, nah, not true. But uh, he, uh, it's always good to be able to wander around and find a good seat. I think it's always a bit of fun. It's an obnoxious day in Australian conditions to have to wear a shirt as well. It's a you've got to pull out the, the short sleeve summer numbers because otherwise you are simply going to cook. So yeah. did, did the uh, the quality of the company today render the quality of the cricket irrelevant? Although I would say it was a marginally better day than yesterday. It was a better day than yesterday. The uh, at the end of the first session, uh, Richard and I. My old man and I both looked at each other and had to jolt each other awake a bit. <laughs> Things had been getting pretty slow. My uh, The biggest event being Pajara's 100 was um, taken up by uh, a toilet break in a, in a classic cricket <laughs> faux pas for me. So it was a bit of a... <laughs> Isn't there a rule against going to the toilet when someone's in the 90s? Yeah, he was on 97. He'd been there for about four overs. So, so it was thought, a point yeah. of, okay, bugger it, I better, better do that. Classically, classically. And so you're both quite, I imagine, passive cricket watchers? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we watch the cricket every year, watch it when it's on, but um, between the two of us, I suppose, we're on the uh, the gentler end of the nuffy scale. The nuffy spectrum. <laughs> it's like the spectrum for autism. <laughs> the spectrum of nuffy. Wowee. And I guess, I mean, today, Coley gave up a ton, Pajara got there, and then we had the, the ramshackle, or the not even ramshackle declaration, just a late declaration that added a bit of spice and gave the Australians six overs to see out. Yeah, I think um, after lunch, things picked up. Um, Coley going out, I think, was a big moment because it, it was it was just such a lackluster shot. It was, he should, he should, and like he just belted Stark around. And yeah. it was a classic like, oh, do you think maybe you'd reach for this? I mean, he did. And put it like, and that was, so I first, because I, from where I was sitting, couldn't actually see Finch because he was behind the sight screen. So I was like, oh, Coley's here another six. And then I just heard this enormous roar. I'm like, what? What? And, and the Victorian. And yeah. in front of Bay It was perfectly scripted, but also like having just knocked the, net, the last two balls through me wicket and started to plonk him around a bit. It just was a poor shot. It just gave up 100 again. And that's very out of character for Virat Kohli to give up or to make two scores in the, you know, 60 to 90 margin um, in a series is really unusual. And I just thought it was needless. I just, I felt like he was going to bat all day because I had a, I gave myself a slow start. So I got there after lunch. Um, Smart. (laughs) Well, well, apparently I've made a brilliant decision, but yeah, had a slow morning, got in, um, sort of sat down. Oh yeah, Kohli's batting. This would be great. He's sort of 70 settle in for the day and then yeah managed to get himself out mm. yeah it was uh, I think a lot of people were disappointed but Pajara got there in about 250 more balls than, uh, than yeah did, but... Uh, but there was also the attitudes to Coley are really interesting to watch live because I think there's a little bit of sort of resenting respect almost like people don't want to admit that he's really good one man hero one man's hero is another man's villain you can see that literally <laughs> played out today in the crowds as uh the australians chanted collie's a wanker and the uh, indians were chanting collie's a collie's a legend 
And I guess that depends how, if your allegiance is in terms of going to the cricket, like I'm not firmly um, about going to watch Australia win. So if you're there for that, then I kind of, I get it a little bit. But by the same token, like I kind of felt like being able to watch Coley was a privilege that you only get once every four years, a la watching Tendulkar and co. I imagine you're very much the same. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more one-eyed than you are. I respect the game clearly <laughs> a bit less. I like to see, I, I still have too many memories planted in the uh, the Justin Langer, Matthew Hayden, none for a hundred era to uh, to really give, uh, give that up too easily. <laughs> <laughs> and so the middle session was really when the test match came to life, but Australia were very much let down by their fielding. Yeah, Peter Siddle dropping that... Um, Banana, banana soda as uh, oh as my god I was in I was under I was in the, so I managed to miss everything not quite but I was in the bowels of the ground for that drop um, like I was in a, I was eating lunch in the bloody Barassi cafe and then the Cummins drop which was a top edge was it pants top edge off line uh, it was a straight drive off straight uh, up in the air off line um, going down the ground yeah okay. so I heard that one from the urinal like mm-hmm. halfway through oh. Something, oh, it's, and I, you hear the like, the, it's really funny to hear when you can't see because you hear that like building expectation, ball's gone up in the air, and then just that collective moan and groan of like, oh, again. And so that complimented Payne dropped a catch yesterday. He dropped another really tough one above his head today that was almost oh, it was, was no catch. It was really a half chance. Yeah. I, think it, I think there was glove on it, but I haven't seen the television replay. So they did let themselves down in the field, and there was a, this short leg drop. The next ball after the um, yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty tough chance as well. I'm not sure there was bad on that either. They didn't go into that, um, but it was. Mm. I mean, it's you've you've spent a hundred what sixty odd overs, hundred seventy odd overs in the field. You got to take them, but it's you can see why it happens. Yeah, and that's the worry, I guess, for the Australian batsmen now, particularly. I mean, Mitch Marsh obviously having bowled such a large number of overs is going to have a bit of a job to get himself focused the longer they can bat without him coming in the better and Aaron Finch bowling those two crucial overs which absolutely would have fatigued him after spending most of the game at short leg and but I mean yeah I don't know how I imagine and obviously for the bowlers it's really hard graft even for the batsmen I imagine you and I think as you say that showed in in the couple of decisions they made in the field but I think the interesting thing is Australia got them five down in a position where they just past 300. So they were in a position where Australia actually had an opportunity to get at them. And I thought Rishabh Pan didn't play the most, I guess, extravagant innings that you'll see, but he made up 30-odd, 40-odd, and just basically took the sting out of... I, mean, balls take, I think he took 70 or 80. He took a lot of balls. Um, which is, and you saw coming out, um, Pant came, up, came out, and it was, I think, the first over from line, and they had four back. They, they tempted him. It worked. He hit, a, he hit a catch straight down the throat of Cummins. Yeah. But I think, um, yeah, they knew that he wasn't going to have the self-control to really stick it out. Mm. But he showed he showed them wrong, I guess, once once that drop got It's also down. funny how the narrative flips on the drop catch. Because yeah. otherwise you, you could be sitting here if Cummins takes that catch saying, oh, gee, what a stupid shot from Pan. And then as it was, like they batted Sharma, really batted quite maturely, I thought, for a player that has been fairly maligned on Indian shores for being an ODI specialist. It wasn't, um, was it Sharma that was dropped by Siddle or was that Rahane? I think it was, it was Rahane, Rahane, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, he managed to get through and they really only accelerated once Jadeja came in. And then, to be honest, um, Kohli probably had a decision between eking out 20 more runs with the Indian tail because their last three are fairly distinctly average 
or just saying, all right, well, JJ's out, let's just pack it in. Um, and I sort of wasn't surprised when he made that decision on the fall of the wicket. It made it, it, made it seem like a, an aggressive move, which I, I appreciate. But I think it, in retrospect, I would have called it probably five overs earlier and taken the 10 runs that they scored at the end there. But yeah. then you get a solid go at both Harris and Finch, who looked very uncomfortable tonight. They had, mm. they had six overs to get through. Yeah. If that's 11 overs, my money's almost on the wicket falling, really, given yeah. how those six overs went. Yeah, and Finch is probably not a... He's naturally quite an aggressive player. He's not the opening batsman that you would choose with five overs before stumps. And I know, like, notably the first ball beat the bat. Um, it was very pronounced that something was happening. Boomerang, even on this pitch, because there is still a little bit of unpredictable bounce, and I think Boomer is in a really good position to exploit that, and certainly he looked really as, as he did. I mean, he cleaned Harris up straight in the helmet. That was, well, I'm going to mention that later. I think Harris is going to ray out of helmets pretty soon if he keeps playing. Keeps ducking into it. Well, and that's probably the third or fourth batsman in the test match to duck into a bouncer. It's like, I don't, it's a very poor shot option against that ball because of the amount of them that just haven't gotten up off the deck and that's just a total misread. Obviously, it's just, he's just really lucky that he kept his badge dead onto the ball as well. Um, and that means that the blow... shows a bit of like growth and, and change in the way that people are playing the short ball. They're getting, we're learning to duck straight into it rather than turn, which is... Which is supremely... And even though after the Phil Hughes passing, you had those two panels that now yeah, are on the back of the helmet, back, yeah. it is actually relatively important you keep head on. Um, Harris did that, but, I mean, it's very Justin Langer-like. Like most things about him, his proficiency for getting done on the scone is simply remarkable. So we're going to do our daily net session. We've probably touched on a couple of these, so there's a couple that I will skip through, but I'm mainly just going to get your opinions, Will. So Pat Cummins is Australia's best player. At the moment, I'd say he is. Probably. <laughs> who else, we, of who else have we got? What have we got? <laughs> we have a batter yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would probably, I'd put the statement there, I'd probably scale it back. I think he's our best quick consistently on any, in any condition. If the pitch is dead, you want Pat Cummins bowling. Yeah. He bowls that, he, get, he bowls that scrambled seam, occasional swinger. And it's, it's lovely to watch when mm. it works. That one that got, um, that did in Pajara. Yes, it was a, it was a rough bounce, but man, that was a good ball. <laughs> also, if you bowl, if you bowl balls in the right spot in You're that fourth stump near off stump channel, like you invite yourself to take advantage of yeah. those variations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there is skill in that, and I also think the amount of balls he's been able to chew up as a batsman have been has been really important as a number eight. He's probably you nearly the best number eight in the world. I'm trying to think off the top of my head who would best him, but he's definitely up there. Today's with his average of 30, 30 off. Yeah, and I think that was a big difference for India. There was a, I mean, just Jadeja's inclusion for this test match makes their selection look even sillier for Perth. I know he wasn't, they said he wasn't fit, which yeah. kind of justifies it in retrospect, but their tail just looks so much better. Yeah, it does. Yeah, someone averaging 35 at 8. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the Richies made an appearance today, that much smaller quota. The Richies are getting old, the, is the, the statement. It's true. It's true. Even my old man mentioned that, that uh, surely it can't keep going on. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I appreciated it a little bit. There was some there was some music there. They played. They only played the Australian anthem once. I think last time I went, they played the uh, Australian anthem. So seven times. Yeah, I was a Richie last year as a like, what is this? And it's a strange experience because the problem with the Richies problem 
is they're not like a Barmy Army. They're thrown together, so you buy a ticket to go with the Richies. So it's essentially a random conglomerate of people, which I think lends itself to some fairly unrhythmical singing. Um, but it's it just sort of it's grown from something that started of like day two in Sydney to then like day two everywhere, and it kind of grows in number. And it's sort of like, oh. Because you then have the Fanatics and... It, and yeah. Bay 13 to that. Bay 13, yeah. The Fanatics down in Bay 13. So I don't know how many tour or support groups you can have. But also, I mean, if anyone wants to wear a suit to the cricket on a day like today, like their play. Their, their front row was sat in the sun at about 11.30 and I reckon I could see the sweat patches from across the ground. Like through the blazers as well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they copped a lot of flack last year. I think they did tone it back a little bit this year, which was probably good. I yeah, it's just an interesting aside. They do add entertainment, and people, I think people enjoy it. I enjoyed the uh, the cricket theme coming across. Mm. So, jury is still out. So, 36,000 today, half the crowd of yesterday shows what the people think of this test match. Oh, uh, I think at least you have to put a little bit of that down to the 36-degree forecast. Is it 36 or 38? No, it could have been up to 38. Yeah, uh, I, have, I think I had 38 in my mind, but yeah. it was actually it wasn't as hot as I expected. I know, but uh, I was in the a, shade. A good, a good four of my mates that I expected to turn up had um, bailed for the heat, which is fair. I would too if I hadn't already pre-purchased. But it was, <laughs> it was. I, I thought it was a lot more comfortable out there than I expected. Kiss cam is an indictment. Oh, it's horrifying, isn't it? Oh. It's impressively bad. And the uh, I love that they, they like to throw in a couple of like left-handers here and there. Like, here's a bloke and his mum. And here's a, here's a like, couple what, of blokes. What are you doing to that bloke? Yeah, like, that, it's great. It's just uber uh, bizarre. Did you see the bloke that flipped the bird I, on the that screen? That was probably my highlight of the day. It was it was up there. It was gone. It was very much up there. And I love the the faux like outrage coming out of the the bloke running it. Oh come on, keep it a bit. <laughs> There's kids here, mate. <laughs> like no, but that is a precedent for what I would do if I ever end up in. Because I've always been horrified. Like I'm just with like a random female that I'm friends with, men and you pop have, up on kiss cam. I'm like, men can't have female friends at the cricket. What are you talking about? All right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Gemma, a little shout out. Um, so the third new ball is as overrated as Shane Warne says it is. Yeah, no, that's wrong. Uh, I like the third new ball. Give him a, they've, you they've, he's wrong. They've done a hundred. Shane Warne can be wrong. They've done 160 overs. Give him a fresh pill. All right. Uh, so my my theory with this is actually that Shane Warne is wrong because I don't think anyone rates the third new ball. So, like, I don't really think that at that point Tim yeah. Payne's going, boys, we've got another one. Here we go. Third new ball. That's well, like, I didn't even take it when it was available. Exactly. Two extras. I don't think anyone actually rates mm. the third new ball. So it would be overrated if anyone rated it, but no one rates it, so mm. it's not overrated. Sorry, Warnie. I liked it. I thought, good on you for taking it. I, I was uh, I'm going to argue about whether or not they would to see whether... Because Pant, Pant and uh, Sharma were just throwing hands at that point, so... Declaration cricket is the worst cricket. Oh, yeah, probably. And um, having seen the uh, scores coming across from the um, the other test match. We'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah, declaration cricket is the worst kind of cricket. I do like the moment when the, the captain gets down there and waves him in. It's theatrical. It's good. It's real good. And uh, I enjoyed the um, the swarm of people that followed Collie out down the race and tried to get him to sign something while he was waving him in. <laughs> it was good. It was good stuff. It's also... At the ground, you don't get, like, the preface, so you don't know that it's coming because, as I learned today, the radio headset's at 25 bucks, which is 
that's a ridiculous amount of money for a radio headset because you can't get it on your phone, which is not... I, at one point, actually pulled the Fox Sports coverage app on my laptop in the ground to watch the New Zealand game. Um, but yeah, so you don't get that. When you don't get all that prefacing and you just see the figure of the captain, it's actually quite quite yeah. good theatre, um, particularly on a wicket. that Like, Jadeja's gone. I think Jadeja walked yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. And so then we... Like, it was almost like, I think he probably knew. Yeah. He's like, if you get out, mate. And you're like, yeah, cool. I'm ready to have a bop. He was already down there. Colleague was down there. He was running. Um, when is Marcus Harris going to run out of helmets? Oh, uh, it's going to be coming. Um, we'll see how many he's got tomorrow. Is that what Peter Siddle had to go back for? He had to go back. That's a run like to yeah, well down the tunnel yeah, to yeah, get another helmet. It was actually as someone tweeted. I think it was Dan Lipke again, who I keep referencing. A good way to waste time. Professional, yeah, yeah, very professional was, cricket. Was. Um, so. I guess the final ball that I'll bowl is, would you rather have been in Christchurch where Trent Bolt took six for 30, but six for four of 15 balls, um, two slips catches, and then four almost perfectly, sim- like exactly the same LBW, like just over and over. Yes, I would have much rather been there. That would have been great. So I think there's been 22 wickets in that test match. Yeah. We're into the third innings. New Zealand are now well in control. They're two for 200 odd. There's been more wickets and more runs, and there will probably be a result. Yeah, no, I think uh, next year I'll book my flight across. And that, that Trent Bolt is the sort of thing you would tell your grandkids oh, about. Definitely. Um, although, you could tell your grandkids about Pajara, I guess. I think I'd probably be describing the amount of sweat that came out of my body as purely the uh, the greatest event, the most spectacular event of the entire two days. So that came up that I think Pajara has faced the most balls in Test cricket this calendar year and possibly further back. So he's faced, and I think he's faced nearly a thousand balls this series. So on Fox Sports this morning, they're having the conversation about who has faced the most balls in a series. And they worked out that it was obviously a five test series. Um, it was Ashes, but do you know who the batsman was? Faced most balls in a test series ever. Enlightened me, Banger. It was, I'll give you a hint, it was pre 1950 and it was an Englishman. That, no. might, that might not, no. okay, this proves the Nuffy credentials. Um, so it was Walter Hammond. He faced over 2,000 balls in an Ashes series. 2,000. Two I reckon that's more than I've faced cumulatively in all of my cricketing career. Like, I reckon, I reckon, oh, I had some pretty boring, <laughs> boring innings, but like, I'm not sure that I managed even 2,000 across like six years of junior cricket. So, well, that's, that's almost like, so they say it's 10,000 hours wow. to master a yeah, skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's like, about. he's probably done that. Nearly, or yeah. half of that in one action. And he series. still won't get his front foot to the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, the prognosis for the rest of the test. Who is in front? Is anyone in, in front? India is in front. Well, the draw is leading the way. And then, <laughs> really? Uh, <yeah. laughs> the, so, the draw was like 5.50 before this test. Really? I'm absolutely livid I didn't put yeah. my parents more into a house on it. Yeah. yeah. Not the, my life savings. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Parents. Come on. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, so you're tipping the draw? I am tipping the draw by, by a long way, by all, an innings. So it does look very much like the winning team will bat once. So yeah. like the only way that Australia can win is probably to make 600 in about two days yeah. and knock India over yeah. cheaply, or consequently India to just now run through, Race through Australia us, yeah. twice. Add to that, the forecast tomorrow is good. It's 34 and sunny with a 24% chance of rain. Mm, I guess mattering. According to the... That's very official. That's the Bureau of Meteorology, not the Apple Weather app, which is crap. Weird. No, mate, I'm very serious about my weather. I don't use the Apple app. Personally, I'm more of a, a bomb man, so it's fine. Make it up as it goes on. But day four, 60% of rain. Oh, sorry, 60% chance of rain. Day five, 
fifty percent chance yeah. of rain. So flip a coin on you. Probably, I mean, the odds are you'll lose some. You'll overs. get you'll get some overs lost somewhere, uh, which means it just looks like it's going to be an uphill battle to get something out. Definitely. And where does that for you leave the MCG? Uh, it probably leaves the MCG without another curator, doesn't it? Well, I don't know whether... So there's big plans to overhaul the pitch that have been well written about by Dan Bredding on Crick Info. So Matt Page is essentially, I think, wants to get rid of the pitches that are in the square that they've got on file. Can you have pitches on file? Banked. Um, banked up. Yeah, put the pitch in the bank. Um, not this one because <laughs> no interest will accumulate. That was a great, terrible pun. That was great. I'm out. I'm done. But... I mean, I think we'll get some demerit points for this. Yeah, no, um, I'm definitely going to go with poor. It's just a case of whether it's one or three. If it's yeah. three, there's a one day in January that could actually potentially, knock if that's a bad pitch, right. knock yeah. us out next year. Yeah. Just a little aside, again, two days of cricket. Um, it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, like Australia could save the MCG but by potentially collapsing. And yeah. like, oh, my God, what an amazing pitch. Yeah. that solved the problem. Well, I mean, again, Leipke tweeted that today saying that all they have to do is come out and only make 160 and suddenly we've just got a good pitch. Mm, and then save the test. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was the... Like, India in their declaration, like, if Australia were able to put them in a position where they had to save the match, I'm pretty sure Collie would just sat there and like, cheers, like, we yeah. can do that. Yeah. And that, I think, probably led to his aggression. Yeah. No, I think... I, I thought he... I played it really well. I was really impressed with the Jadeja over. I thought that was a good bit of captain to get an extra one in. To get yeah, the Dad extra one. That. Yeah, it was Got very totally uh, thrown over on on the TV commentary. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, it was uh, it was good stuff because you could see him and he pitched it up. He, he made Finch play straight. And yeah. Get the over done. I think he bowled what a ninety second over, if that. It was it was good stuff. That I was, was really, really intelligent. By that. Yeah. yeah, I think that was just good cricket now. Yeah. So, you going tomorrow? Exactly. Uh, I won't be going tomorrow, not because I don't want to, but because I'm heading off. Where are you going? Heading down the beach. Down the beach? Which beach? Uh, heading down the uh, surf coast. Going to go pretend I can surf. Okay, and on that note, thank you for joining us. As ever, we'd love to throw out a plug to the Yorkshire Hotel. Get down and get whatever ale you want, but maybe a cricketer's ale, given that it is the summer season. We'll be back tomorrow for another Bev in the Sheds, although... Quite shamefully today we've been.